you're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code WONDERY to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to the ID10T podcast number 1039. The Wizard Guitar Tour. My stand-up tour for 2020. It's 2020 now. Guys, we're living in the future. And also in the future is the Wizard Guitar Tour, which is going to a lot of places this year. Uh, Columbus, Ohio, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Sacramento, Brea, Portland, Boston, Denver, Bloomington, Indiana, Minneapolis, Austin, Texas, Cleveland, Nashville, Palm Beach, Florida, Miami, Florida, Orlando, Florida, Phoenix, Arizona, and more. So uh, if you go to id10t.com slash tour, you can get ticket links for that. I would love to see you. Uh, the first dates are at the Columbus, Ohio Funny Bone in January, and at the end of January, Helium in Philly. So come on out and see the wizard guitar, my amazing guitar that was painted by my friend Bunny Reese, who's an amazing artist, and you should follow her on Instagram, Bunny Love Rocks, L-U-V. And uh, hopefully we'll see you out there on one of these uh, fun dates. But now let's talk about you and the community corkboard for ID10T. Like Dennis, who writes, I created a thing. He says, I actually created it 10 years ago. I'm a wedding photographer based in New Jersey, Dennis Pike Photography. I love what I do. I do weddings. I love love. I love taking amazing photos of people in love. And the best part about my job is the people I get to work with. I especially love weddings where a couple does things that is right for them and not because it's tradition. Have your wedding. I would love to shoot more wedding of the nerd and fan community a special offer anyone who mentions id10t when contacting me will get 10 percent off everything i will travel literally anywhere in the world seriously try me and of course i am lgbtq friendly uh, you can go to at dennis pike photo on instagram or dennis pike photo.com or facebook.com slash dennis pike photography dennis pike i love that you love what you do and capturing love it's important. We had, a, we had a great, super fun wedding that I feel like um, was rooted in some traditional stuff, but definitely had the filter of all the stuff we love. I highly recommend it. So uh, thank you, Dennis, for being a part of that. Events at ID10T. I mean, actually, Dennis, that sounded like I was saying you were a part of our wedding. Thank you for being part of making good wedding memories for other people. Uh, and I'm sorry we didn't know you back then. Hey, sweetheart, should we get remarried so Dennis could take pictures of our wedding? She nodded yes. I guess we'll do another wedding at some point again in the future. Our vows. What? 
We'll renew the vows. Just for Dennis. <laughs> Keeping it alive for Dennis Pike. All right, this episode is Leanne and Steve Ford, and I was very excited to have them on because I am a huge fan. You know, we watch a lot. Here, here's what we watch in our house. Um, a lot. I mean, these are the channels that we'll just leave on. Investigation Discovery. Uh, now the Travel Channel, because Lydia likes to leave the ghost shows on. Mm. And, uh, and HGTV. Tons of HGTV. As you know, we are amateur home restorers. And there's a show on HGTV, which you haven't seen yet. If you haven't seen it yet, it's called Restored by the Fords. And I absolutely love it. Leanne and Steve Ford are brother and sister. And they restore houses. Like, they, they, they bring back the kind of historical element that, that, that whatever these particular properties want to, to have. Uh, and I love that they preserve the history in that way. And I was super psyched they wanted to come on. And also, they turned out to be the coolest, funniest people. So, Leanne and Steve Ford, Restored by the Fords, is their HGTV show. And they have a new book out called Work in Progress, Unconventional Thoughts on Designing an Extraordinary Life. And it's available wherever books are sold. But, um, yeah, we clicked, like, immediately. And uh, now we're friends. Now we, like, hang out and stuff. We're going to hang out and stuff. So, I, uh, I was so happy to have them on. Um, whether or not you like or understand home restoration, there's so there's a, we're, we're laughing a ton and doing lots of bits in this episode, but also there's some good, uh, um, wisdom nuggets in there as well. Actually, when I listened back, I actually wrote a bunch down that, uh, Leanne had some really good ones and Steve too. So here we go. This is the ID10T podcast number 1039 with Leanne and Steve Ford. Initiating ID10T protocol. I don't know that you should move their system. You can move anything you want, Steve. You can get as comfortable as you want. Because <laughs> the, the room is tight. This room didn't exist before. It was just a cavity under the house. And so I had them jackhammer through. You're like, there is a podcast room in there it is. somewhere. There's so, it's solid concrete. It's just like the yeah. ceiling. It's just like that's, every, that's everything that's, that's in here. Yeah. Um, Why did you pick this room of all the rooms you have? <laughs> <laughs> because I thought it would like it just would feel intimate and contained. And the thing with the podcast is that if a room is too big, it's echoey, yeah. and then you have to like ins- you have to really sound insulate the shit out of it. And so I just thought, oh, this feels like it just feels like a little cave. Yeah. And there's usually only one person on at a time, and so it's not, you know, like, so I, apolog- I apologize that space is a little bit limited. Just for people listening, I, I dragged Leanne and Steve all over the property to, like, and then we did this, and then we did this, and... Um, we like it. We always want the tour. And we want the tour to continue and we're done. I know, but it's like that, because I'm a huge fan of your show, but that must be now everywhere you go, people are like... <laughs> What should I do yeah. in my... I have a nook, yeah. you know. And you're like, well, I don't know. The worst part is, though, I my brain, as soon as you show me something, a picture or 
for us, you know, going in that bathroom, I'm now designing it in my brain. Of course. You know, there's no turning back. Like, don't. I'm not looking. I'm not looking. Stop it. Yeah. Your brain doesn't know when the clock is, when no. you're not on the no. clock. Like I tell friends, I'm like, you cannot show me the house you might buy. Like, <laughs> when it's, when you purchase it, I will look at it. I and I think won't to myself, it. how many walls is Leanne taking out right now in her head? Or <laughs> attic. Or attic. There I'm like, for the record, I don't only take out walls. Sometimes you Sometimes add walls. Sometimes you add walls. Yes. But uh, you know, my, my wife and I are, are amateur restoration not hobbyists. A, yeah, but not amateur. We we saw upstairs. Well, no, but I. But it's but it's one of the reasons why you have one of my favorite shows is because you. So much, I feel like, of what most people will do to a property is try to modernize it, or they will, you know, like, just blow everything out and just have it be open concept, which yeah. to a degree is fine, but you really honor the spaces that yeah. you, and you you bring them back to life, and that is my, that's my favorite thing to watch. Well, it's very important to me, these, these places, I mean... Everywhere, but especially for our hometown of Pittsburgh, there's so much history there, and these places are cool. And you know, the owners bought this home for a reason. They thought something was quirky, or they liked something about it. So we go in, and I try to find whatever we can keep. Like that's right. the first design method. Is like, all right, what can we keep? What's special? What's unique? And then go from there. Because at the end of the day, you have to live there. It's 2000 whatever. You know, you need modern amenities, but still it doesn't mean you need to destroy everything. Right. So it's not a precious restoration, but it is a it's a kind restoration. Yeah, and it, and also it's, you know, it's also it, just from a just a humanity aspect, you're sort of preserving a story that when my wife first came to LA probably, I don't know, 6 or 7 years ago, there was a house on the market somewhere in the Hollywood Hills, and I think Ginger Rogers lived there. And she said it was the most charming, beautiful. But she said, I wasn't ready to buy a house yet. And then a few years later, it came on the market again, and she went back, and she said she went in and cried because yeah. they blew everything out and yeah. put in, like, marble. And she was like, <gasps> you know, like, don't don't buy an old house if you want a modern house. Well, that's <laughs> the worst part, is I feel a duty to save You have homes. to save them, yes. I know, but in, and then when you're doing that yourself, it's rather exhausting. So we appreciate that we have clients that are doing that. Yeah. You know, they I like our clients because they bought that house on purpose. Like right. they thought it was weird and interesting and they weren't scared of it. So right. we automatically connect about that. But my problem is I get very emotionally attached to homes and have to save them. Of course. And it gets very expensive. Well the one thing we run into a lot it's amazing. A lot of these older homes, I think probably in the fifties, they shrunk the ceilings down and the windows and they try to make them more efficient. Mm-hmm. So we go in to do renovations and all of a sudden we find new windows that were behind walls. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, we're like, they shrunk the house, and we get to make it bigger just by finding out in demo. Drop ceiling. And then it just evolves. People love drop ceilings. It, and because it, I can understand why, you know, listen, in the in the 50s or the 60s when that aesthetic took over and these types of older homes, particularly like Victorian homes or just old craftsmen or whatever, people were like, yeah, it's, all, it's old and gross. Right. Let's mm. just paint everything white and put down linoleum linoleum's a fun new thing that we right. have and but but ultimately like almost ruining everything in the process because they just didn't care totally. yes but i mean what are we putting in that in 10 years we're like what were we thinking you that's know? why this i think this classic that like the restoration 
like classic um, homes, classic architecture, will, I, to me, will always be in style yeah. because it has survived. And again, it tells a story and it's, and it's not, I know that there's a little bit of trend with it right now, but it's not trendy yeah. in the same way that, you know, you drive around, particularly LA, and they're put up all these glass box buildings. They're like, these are going to look dumb. And they look dumb now, but they're going to look real dumb in like yeah, 10 they look, years. They look 80s or something. Yeah, yeah, Which, yeah. By the way, 80s is coming back, so no offense to 80s. And like, <laughs> It's after 70s. That's how it has to go. But that's also why I love to use white paint and is it's so timeless. So, Mm -hmm. you know, as things change and go, if you see a white room or naturals or, you know, it never goes out of style. So I do like that. Um, And that's kind of important to me. It's not fail proof like uh, or I'd say it's fail proof, but it's not always. There's certain times when color's more fun or the clients love color or the house you know, let tends to kind of lean towards it. And then you just have to kind of know. Like, actually, your house is a great example. If this place was all white, it'd be boring. Like, it it, it needed all that fun wallpaper and pattern. And, sure. You know, so it's just about kind of letting the house tell you what to do. Yeah, that's that's the perfect way to put it, too. But then also not going crazy because my wife said something that I thought was so insightful, which is, you know, all of our furniture is antique, so it all we know where all of it came from. And um, and so sometimes, like, our house is a Spanish house, and I'll go, I don't know if we should put this thing in here because it's not really of the house. And she goes, no, 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 no. It You put in what you like, yeah. and that's the connective yeah. tissue. It yes. doesn't all have to be, you know, Spanish colonial furniture. Yeah. Wise woman. It, yeah, and, she, and she's exactly right, and it's like... But finding the balance also of not going too far in one direction, so it doesn't feel like a, like a, I don't know, like you're in a a museum or a showcase house or a catalog or a catalog. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I really believe that fully. It's if you put a bunch of pieces you love in your home, you will love your home. And I think that's our kind of biggest thing that I've loved doing for the show, but also in real life is the more people that love their space, the better. The planet is. I mean, it's, you know, if you love your home, you leave your home happier. If there's more people having the community, it, it goes forward and forward and forward. So as easy as having a pretty space that you're happy with. I mean, it's like, I don't do this very well. It's like making your bed. You know, these little things that make you feel better at home yeah. are such a big deal. So we try to kind of bestow wisdom as much as possible. Like, Steve and I can't come to everyone's house, which... We're so tired. We don't want to, you know. But but we can. You can steal our steal our ideas. You know, sure. like on my website, um, on liamford.com, I try to give away as many sources and tips and everything as possible. Because I'm like, it's I don't. It doesn't have to be a secret, right? Take it. That's great, and it shows that you actually care about what you're doing. I mean, this. How did how did HGTV find you? What were you were were, were did you have? Was, like, obviously you had a design business. Obviously you were... I mean, was... kind of. <laughs> I mean, no. No, really? Well, the... Okay, so I fixed up this old one-room schoolhouse in Pittsburgh. Um, my first house I ever bought, and it was um, this... It was already a house, but it was not... Hadn't been touched maybe since the 50s. Mm-hmm. And so we fixed it up. Steve helped me fix this place up. Well, our friend, uh, this guy, 
Peter Barbie from Among Savages is his band. He told his buddy, just this random friend, what we were doing. His buddy was casting for HGTV shows. I mean, it's like friends of friends, right? It's all about the over beers conversations. Sure. So um, they called and I talked to them for honestly years before it happened and one time they kept on being like we what are you doing oh your style's too cool never mind like they come back and forth like hey can we never mind you're too like you're wearing a fur coat or i don't know whatever and i wasn't even a part of the picture steve was not steve was just (laughs) my big brother what were you doing at that point i was just Whatever came What to were mind. you doing, Steve? Kayaking? What year was that? <laughs> I mean, I've been through so many different career paths. It's been wild. But, like, construction has always been a mainstay. Like, whenever I ran out of money, I just started up in construction again. Yep. So, you know, I tried different career paths over and over and over. So, yep. so just to, I told them, hey, I work with my big brother if you're interested in that. And they're like, ooh, okay, we'll call you back. That's a good hook. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. They're like... Genius. So, um, there was a career path where I lived on Leanne's couch and learned to surf <laughs> and ended up framing houses down in Long Beach for two years. So oh, that's cool. It was like, I mean, is that a career path? That was my career path at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but so they said, yeah. So then we did a pilot and they're like, okay, just do it um, how you normally would do it. I'm like, we didn't, we don't normally do this. You know, <laughs> we had fixed up two houses. Steve had helped me on both of these homes. And um, now, all of a sudden, we were a company, you know, and Steve's a general contractor, and I'm an interior designer, and it was totally winging it. Oh, wow. It was all about, I always say, I'm like, say yes until you get to say no. So we, <laughs> we made it up as we went along, and literally, like, still making it up as we go along. That's really, inc- that's a really incredible, because it, it also... It also kind of lends itself to sort of what you were saying of just like, well, just kind of going along and seeing whatever happens and being open to possibilities. And uh, and now, I mean, it must be so mind-blowing to you that people are like, these pillars of the design-build community, <laughs> these experts, and you're like... Hold on, let me Google it. (laughs) Well, you know, I think there's a what it's been fun to kind of see people getting and appreciating our style and aesthetic because there's a lot of us. There's a lot of people that like cool, interesting design Mm -hmm. that it's not precious, that it's fun and it's easy and it's easygoing. Yeah, I mean, I just think that there wasn't necessarily uh, enough voices about it yet, so we're just kind of. There's just, we're just part of the gang. We just like cool things, too. You yeah. Know? It's been really fun. I mean, HGTV is such an awesome platform, and it's been really fun to do it w- with them, you know? It is one of, the, like, the last... It is one of the remaining, like, destination cable channels that people will actually go... I mean, I do it. Or just You just turn it on at, like... Yeah. When I'm traveling, if I'm in a hotel, just turn it on in the morning and just leave it on. And You don't you get know. stressed out watching it? Well, it, the, thing, the, the great thing about it is that it's it's like low-stakes drama. Yeah, totally. Where you're like, totally. you know, where it's going to commercial, uh-oh. Yeah. What's this? There's a pipe in here. <laughs> and then you He's think, actually quoting you, Steve. And then you, and then you, you're in a commercial, you're like, oh, my God, is this, is this pipe going <laughs> to undo yeah. every dream? And they come back and they're like, oh, yeah, we just routed around. And it's like you instantly solved. Right. It's right. like the call where they go, hi, um, and they're on speakerphone. We, you know, so we found this pipe and <laughs> it's probably something you're going to do. It's going to put you $1,500 over budget. And then there's a pause and the dramatic music and they're like, okay. And you're yeah. like, oh, fuck, that, 
Wow. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Thank God. Crisis averted. Like, it's all okay now. They just routed around the really thing. commercial. It was yeah. all done. Three, in three minutes, yeah. they solved this whole... Like... Meanwhile, Steve's actually crying in the corner. <laughs> Legit, yeah. I know. It's, we always are like, well, we aren't on real world. Like, maybe that ages us, but we're like, we're not on real world where you kind of, the personalities of, like, actually fighting and, you know, being right. mad at each other. Like, Steve and I have probably got into it maybe maybe really only two or three times with the camera around and they thankfully edited it very well oh like, good you know what I mean like you could tell we were mad <laughs> Lanza made me cry on TV a few times I mean just once or twice <laughs> just once or twice well, you cry from happiness too so it's easy to so, make you cry to be fair yeah I mean to be fair there's a lot of <laughs> types of tears it's just total exhaustion <laughs> yeah that's true how many shows are you doing simultaneously Like, how many- I mean Season two, we did 16. We were pretty much working on 16 projects at once. It, all in the same city? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's so, like design and In Pittsburgh. Planning. Yeah, it's all Pittsburgh. All so it's like the you your design, you start one, and then you start, you build, and then you're building, and then you're installing, and like, yay, we just finished, we revealed it, and now we have to drive to the next location to start the next one. And like, to be demoing. Or, everything yeah. starts a week after. It's a lot. Yeah, I can imagine. And then, you know, these projects that would take two years we're doing in two months. Jesus. And then we stopped to film. You know, like, I always am like, we have three, like, three careers. It's like, oh, we are, I'm designer. I'm a contractor. I am a stylist and hair and makeup artist in my car, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then I have to be an on-air personality. Yep. To write the, write the script. Walk down on. Yeah. What do you do, Steve? Just follow you around. <laughs> <laughs> What are you working on during this? <laughs> but it, it's the, the interesting thing with, you know, construction and contracting is it's so amazing to me that it's not simpler than it is in oh. the sense that I, I have a really great guy now. I have a, a guy, he's amazing and he's great and he's efficient and he shows up and his, he's not, you know, oppressively expensive. But it is funny that exactly because people come in. And it always blows my mind when they, it's always the, uh, oh, why this, why, why do they do this? I don't know. I'm not a contract. I don't, I'm not an electrician. Well, this is too close to this. And I don't know why the last person, well, can you fix it? I mean, uh, sure, I guess. And then someone else come in. Why did that guy do that? I don't know. He said the last guy fucked. I have no idea. I know. It's all about the last person. But you, 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 you would assume like, isn't this standardized? Like, isn't there? You know what? And that's the thing is we try to do our best (laughs) for our clients, but you know, it's like a house is a moving thing. A house is a living, breathing thing. Yeah. Right. So just like how we have to cut our nails and our hair and stuff. These houses are never ending. Mm-hmm. You know, the project is never, ever ending. Yeah, and especially when you, especially when you're working with old houses. Yeah, you just don't like forty percent of the picture is what you can see, and yeah. the rest of it is like when you open up those walls. Not yes. even who who knows. Man gets upset all the time because it's like we open up a wall, and all of a sudden there goes the budget on that, and she had this bigger idea of how we were going to use that money. Right. And we're like, now we're stuck spending it on something that no one's going to see. Right. Yeah. Fixing a problem that you didn't know was there. Yeah. Steve's like, we're going to need to double insulate. I was like, no, we need a chandelier. You know, like, we're going to need to single insulate. I've never said double insulate. Yeah, just that once. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to need more insulation. I'm like, how much insulation do we need?
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you browse homeowner reviews, compare quotes from multiple local pros, and even book a service instantly. So the next time you have a home project, just Angie that and start getting the most out of your home. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So are you so you're shooting all these shows? Are you managing like 16 teams of of of, of construction teams, or or is it? I don't even know if I want to get into that. It, <laughs> so, I mean, it just sounds like I mean, you want to see him cry. It's yeah. It, I went from a group of like basically six guys I worked with on a regular basis to just a, a whole lot of people, right? And a lot of come and a lot of gone. Um, and now it's down to like a trusted handful of people again and. In fact, um, you're a contractor. Ask if he wants to yeah, be your guy available. He sounds great. <laughs> sounds great. Yeah, he's, yeah. It's, no, I yeah. can't lose him. He it's because when you find somebody like that's good, yeah. they're usually really busy. Yeah. So you know, it's it's hard to keep somebody that's good around. Right. And there's a lot of guys that are just not very good. But when you, it's there's also I'm kind of interested to sort of talk about like the balance of. Um, happiness versus like getting what you want obviously this this path has been great i assume it has been great for for you both but but it's also like that thing of like okay well yeah i mean i used to just sleep on my sister's couch but now like things are booming but what's the quality of my like life and my mind and my mental health and my physical health and you know like what's the trade-off and what's what you know sleep a lot less sleep i mean the last couple of years, it's it's been like four hours of sleep a night when we're filming. Yeah, because we go, we film, and then we work, and then I stay and work all night, and then I go to sleep and we film work. And it's well, just the whole time. That's what it's like. The problem with being good at your job is you get more work. Right. So and you're and you're not and it's also difficult to m- most people when they start succeeding don't go no. I'm d- I'm done. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. good. Yeah, it's like oh fuck, gosh, I do that. Yeah, we're in fact we kind of need to figure that out, and it's kind of about being with our with projects, right? It's like okay, we need to maybe take on less and and mm-hmm. give them more time, or you know, quality of life is so majorly important to me. I'm a freelancer. I've been a freelancer my whole life, and I always my I wanted a job that allowed for a nice life. Not yeah. The opposite, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I never wanted my job to be my life. Right. So wh- what? When you really, when it really shows up, is when your job could be your life. You know, yeah. like when you're young and you get a job now and then, you're like, oh, I can go travel. You know? <laughs> and then when you have to say no to work to like sleep and travel. Yeah, that's hard. That's yeah. That's when you know that you really believe what you said about quality of life. You do, know. Do either of you have kids? I do. Oh, that's a whole other. I know. And the whole season two, I was pregnant the whole time, so <clears throat> we're doing sixteen houses while I'm literally found out I was pregnant to seven months. Oh my gosh! Oh, she thought that was hard. <laughs> Excuse me. <what? laughs> I'm sorry. What? Are you relating to pregnancy? <laughs> That's, I mean, this is an area we're not allowed to. That's, no, that's a no fly zone. I know. Once she found out that she was pregnant, things got a lot better. You, 
I'm so it all confused. came back around. Was, oh, it all came like back. It's like my around. husband. We were he was we had friends over, and I'm so big. I'm about nine months pregnant, and he's sitting there with a the glass of wine. He's like, "Pregnancy's been easy." <laughs> I was like, has it, honey? Like, the whole, everyone stopped. Like, I was like, er? Like, I'm so yeah. glad. Yeah, people talk about how hard it is, but honestly, I feel fine. Yeah, he's like, I feel great. He still apologizes for that. He's like, I cannot believe I said that. It's so funny. You know, guys, we say dumb things. I know. It's just part of what we do. He defended it and said that he appreciated that I was an easy pregnant lady, which Steve said too. I know. Steve said I was happier. It was just, yeah, once you found out what was going on with you. Okay. Okay, conversations you don't want to have with your brother. (laughs) No, this is part of the dynamic. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The reason I was happier is I didn't have to do demo anymore Mm -hmm. because I hate doing demo with Steve. I hate it, and I have to do it. What do you hate about it? He's terrifying. Like the sledgehammer flying around. He has no idea I'm in the room. You know, like I'm supposed to get over there and help. Yeah, and it's the worst day. It's the worst. It can be aggressive. But also, if you're pregnant, don't you show up in a hazmat suit? Because well, that's there's... why I liked being pregnant. Oh, oh and a baby. And I got yeah, a baby. And out you got a baby. There's <laughs> 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 a, you know, propagation of life. <laughs> All that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But also, no demo. really helped with the demo days. No demo. Really yeah. took that, really took the edge no of painting. that, too. <laughs> if you look, actually, there's like, I my belly's in it a lot, but also I have the massive... The, like the hazmat, uh, the what's that called? The mask. That's yep. Better. The big one. Yep. That's like episode one and two is a little dinky one. If I put it on, episode three is like iconic. <laughs> <laughs> episode <laughs> four, she's just gone. <laughs> I'm sitting over yeah. in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just start faking pregnancy. It's just exactly. like fake pregnancy. Sorry, guys, I'd love to go in there, exactly. but I just another baby. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, that was a good move. That was good timing. So it, it's so this idea where you are open to things and you say yes to things. At what point do yeah. you start having to say no to things? And at what point, like, what's the sort of end game? Is it just to see how far this all goes? Is it to, you know, have furniture lines? Is it, like, what is it? No end game. No, I mean, it's just, honestly, we're just holding on for dear life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think this whole path, the TV show is proof of it, of we just kind of, as it comes, you know, take it as it comes and decide as it comes. Like, I, we never, we hardly watched TV, let alone planned on being on TV. Sure. You know, so, but then, then as you become more successful, it's all about, you know, they saying no to good so you can say yes to great. You oh, that's that? a great quote. No, I've never heard no, that. And that's a, it, that's a so, good quote. Well, you yeah, just said it. I did just say it. So, yeah. But, you know, of kind of being being more conscious of what you are saying yes to because, what happens is when you're too busy, now you're missing these things you really wanted to do. Like right. for me, is actually I just want to go hang out with ever mm-hmm. my daughter, you know. So, uh, but we're I think we're doing a good job at that. Steve's still chill. into that. <laughs> it's been I mean, but with the break between season, it's been a little bit of a, a little. I needed a break. Yeah, and like I, you know, I'm still trying to. I've always had to make a living, so I was doing whatever it was going to pay me to make a living. Yeah. You know, and then now we, we're still doing that, but I get to do more. Like, I like to make furniture or build, like, I'm building a motorcycle right now and that kind of thing. 
But now I have a little bit of time in between a show. And once we start the show again, that'll all go away. And yeah, but then there's also... The, no, I mean, I imagine there's a, probably also a little bit of the... Um, you know, someone might be leaning over your shoulder going, you know, you design furniture. Maybe you should build some... And then it's when you start turning... Because it's, it's, it's good to turn your passions into... Right. It's good and bad to turn your passions into your work because it's you're passionate. You, it's, you put more time into it. There are more authentic things you're putting into the world. And the bad side is like... Well, then it's not just for you anymore, really. Right. Yeah. Which so, is different. Which yeah. is different. It makes it different because then people are like, oh, I know this was for you, but can you make it a little bit? And then you start compromising and then all of a sudden it's right. like, well, now this is work. Right. Now yeah. I need to find a new hobby yeah. to take me away, from, you know. You have to be really careful about it, especially in a creative field, right? So for, for me, this is creation. Like I just like making stuff mm-hmm. in any form. You know what I mean? And as a designer, it's just about the the house is your canvas right now, and that's why you want to do another one. And once once over, you want to do another one. But as you create, it's just about kind of staying true to creating what you love in in that form. So, like I, I'll probably turn into a ceramicist, and after that, a <laughs> painter, and, you sure. know, songwriter. Like, and I I think that just as a especially speaking from creative path is our path is so crooked and messy. Like I always say, it's like a bowl of spaghetti. Like mm-hmm. people see you, people see us on TV and they think, Oh, their path to success was this straight upward line. Yeah. And for us, it's like up and down and back again and around and oops. And you know, we have our book, the work in progress book that is out this week. And we talk about it. It's like, we failed so many times, things that didn't work, getting fired. I mean, blowing it left and right, which got us to this point. So why don't people calm down about knowing they don't have to know what they're going to do in 10 years? And, you know, you're we are evolving, and that's okay. But it is also <clears throat> the illusion, the illusion of safety, the illusion of certainty. Yeah. And so... It is easy to get hung up on what's going to happen in 10 years because you want to feel... And the, the great comical part is it doesn't matter how well you plan 10 right. years from now. Right. Life is going to go whatever... You, you just have to figure out how to hold on and not go crazy. Yeah, like it's <laughs> the, what is it? it? Like God laughs when you're making plans. Of course. But then the problem is people... Which, I, I mean... I guess I don't have this brain to understand it, but the, the problem is people, they stay in the safe route, and then 20 years from now, they look back and they're like, oh, man, I should have fill, fill in the blank. You right. know, I wish I would have. And I'm like, just do it. Do it. Do it now. Like, try to be a photographer. Realize you're bad at it. Okay, check it off the list. Don't yeah. have to worry about it anymore. But that's what I love. That's what I love about your show, because that is that vibe about you feels like, you know, we're doing this show now. If we weren't doing it in five years, we'd be, we'd still be fine. Like, it doesn't... It just feels like you do it because you love it and not necessarily that it's a mega machine that no. you're building. Wait, and the mega machines are fine. I have a lot of friends who do the mega know, machines. We are not the mega machines. And they're I great. Know. But it <laughs> yeah. also, you know, it just it feels very much like, ah, this is great. This is a fun thing that we're doing for now. Well, it's funny. We're doing... Um, is it like- yeah. Uh, is it getting uh, <laughs> it wasn't until my brother signed off I was like man I really messed up bringing him into this no. I mean but it was we're doing a show called Rock the Block um, which is on HGTV right now and it's four designer women and then we have like our plus one and Steve's my plus one on this for 
but we're going, we're all doing the same house however we want. Mm -hmm. So these other women uh, who I love, it's been so much fun. Um, It's Allison, Victoria, and Jasmine Roth, and Mina, Starzia, Cock, and me. And they're so competitive and they're so stressed out and it'll show scenes of them all angsty and then it'll flash to steve and i like putting the light on our heads and, you know like doing doing, Is doing a different room there we're all doing a different house on the same block oh a different house on the same block and they're all new houses mm-hmm. so we kind of like it's a blank slate so it's funny and i was like steve see i he's like he didn't realize how chill i was until he saw how anxious people can get about design you know? In comparison. Right. Well, of course, because it's, I'm, you know, the, the stakes are high. Don't let that go to your head, Leia. Jeez. Okay, I like how chill is the only compliment you've ever given me and it can't go to my head. Let, so what I going. hear Leanne saying, Steve, <laughs> is that she feels misunderstood by her use of the oh word God. chill. And I you, like that. This is what we need. We need some therapy. Steve, you need to stop saying you, you, you and saying I, I feel, feel that. <laughs> I've tried that. Wait, you seem to know about that line. <laughs> I feel that's very aggressively, yeah, and I feel that you've heard that before. I feel that you might be trying to put me in a box. That's how I start most of my texts. I feel. You're right. Your texts are sup. Um, <laughs> I feel sup. Yeah, he's like sup. I'm like uh, sup with you. <laughs> but that you know that that idea is sort of, I think, the gold standard for living, which is just, like, plan enough, yeah. but, you know... not. And that's also funny because not being obsessive about those kind of details is slightly antithetical to... You do kind of have to get a little obsessive with details when you are restoring something, though, don't you, in a way, or no? I mean, we're bad examples of that, I think. <laughs> I guess there's a... I I just think it's an easy, you know, it's not precious, right? I think design is not precious. It's easygoing. It's like throw your shoes off or keep them on, you mm-hmm. know? And I feel like a home should feel that way. And I'm really into imperfect. Like if you don't if you like perfection, do not hire us. Right. You know, we like imperfect and interesting and special and something that if, feels like it's been lived in. Yeah. And is- and if it's messed up, like if that floor is messed up and it came that way, we're keeping it. I actually, that's better than a brand new floor. I a thousand percent agree. And you have to, it's just about being like kind of connected as a designer and as a contractor with your client, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we leave. So we make this cool house and at the end of the day we leave. So they have to love it. Mm-hmm. So it's more about them and it's more about the house than us. But it's dating. You all have to like kind of be simpatico already. Right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah. But it's but the idea that it's so specifically themed around restoration when you by the time you come in, people have already made the agreement of yeah. Whereas on sometimes on other shows, they it really is just sort of a blank slate, totally. and it's like it, it's it is really fun to watch, especially the the non hosted shows like the um, uh, oh god the. Um, when they're trying to find the uh, house hunters, <laughs> I, knew I don't know why I didn't just say that. I was like, he's de- going to talk about house hunters. Like house hunters. People love house hunters. Well, it's interesting because you, in all the other shows too. Well, my, well sometimes my wife and I'll watch and just sort of make the comments like, "This couple's not going to make it," you know? Because <laughs> you you yeah. sort of see you're, you're and I think that's sort of the other uh, like unspoken layer of yeah. the shows is you know when a husband comes in and he's like. Yeah, so this is going to be like a man cave, and I'll put like an 80-inch, and then I like really modern, and the wife's like, 
no. not happening. Yeah. Um, and I like classical. And, you know, it. yes, of course, like the type of house you live in doesn't necessarily have to define your relationship. However, <laughs> you kind of see at a fundamental level of like, well, they can't even agree on the process, the style like what it should be and used for. And there's a camera there. So imagine if the camera's not there. That's what yeah. blows and my mind. And this is their best behavior. This is their best behavior. And I always am like, design is probably 50% couples counseling. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's probably 50% couples counseling. I am lucky because my wife and I have l- the exact same aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. That's exact a good. Exact same aesthetic. And if you, can, if you want to sleep in the same temperature and if you have the same design aesthetic, I think you really have a long... I just didn't, it didn't really occur to me that, you know, like when we moved in together and then people were like, oh, does your life, does your wife like all your weird shit? And I'm like, no, she has all the same weird, we just have double the amount of weird shit. And they're like, you have no idea how lucky you are. And I thought, I was like, oh my, I guess I was taking that for granted. Of course. Yeah. She's not making you throw it away. And I'm not like, yeah. And so it's that idea that, that people would actually fight about like, oh, that shouldn't. And you want this in the and that is that does really affect your relationship because your yeah. home is like your that's where your roots are you know, you know it, well it's funny too even being on TV like so Steve and I are glad we're brother and sister because if we're annoyed or you know you can feel the tension on camera you're brother and sister nobody cares you right. know they're like oh yeah working with they're your just sibling. siblings yeah. yeah but like when you see a couple on camera in their tense. Oh yeah, you're analyzing it fully. Oh my god, and it's just you're just mapping out all the microaggressions <laughs> and like oh wow, microaggressions. Yeah, yeah. Where you can just, and I'm sure some of them are like edited. You know, yeah. it is ultimately oh, yeah. it is it is, it is docu series, <clears throat> and so it's you know they're shooting a ton, they're creating storylines, but still, like you yeah. can tell, like when a husband like. Throws a snarky like, yeah, well, we'll see about that. And you're like, oh boy, oh, that's that. It's like oh. usually about throw pillows on the bed. I feel like, <laughs> and it's not really about the throw pillows. It's never about the throw pillows. But it's about something else that they never resolved. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, it's never about the throw pillows. I mean, you're not allowed to eye roll your wife or husband. That's not. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't, yeah. don't do that. But that's why. And I then do you have love. to stay stay with them for the night. I'm just happy to leave at the end of everything. Yeah, Steve and I are like, see ya. <laughs> Everyone's like. Like, how do you guys get along? We're like, we live in different houses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, again, you're siblings, yeah. and so it is like sometimes you're going to agree and sometimes you're not going to yeah, agree. Yeah, we're used to that. Yeah, but the stakes aren't like, it's not like you're not going to be brother and sister anymore. Right. Whereas like some of these couples are like, right. oh, I give this like three months. Totally, totally. Yeah. So we're glad to like that we can stay out of that. And plus people, I think, either have a sibling and get it or they want a sibling. And right. They, and they like... So they like watching the sibling dynamic. But on a restoration show, again, the people who are living there have already made the agreement that they want the place restored or they wouldn't yes. be on a show called Restored right. by the foot, you know, like they But we wouldn't. also have said no to taking on projects if we could tell that they're trying to save their relationship. Oh my god, I never thought about that. So like we'll go in and we can we meet them and we see the place and there's a couple reasons we'll say no. Like if the budget's not enough to actually make an impact or if the budget's too high and they're going to overprice their house, that's not a good, you know, spot for them to be in yeah. or if they don't like each other. Right. Because we're like whatever we do, you're not going to like it. Like we're not going to help with what the problem is. Because you don't like each other. Yeah. You have to like each yeah. other and then you can love your home. Yes. Yeah. And it's so true. We're like we can only help this so far. We yeah, can only exactly. go so far. This we can restore the house. This relationship, yes, might 
Actually, season three. Be <laughs> careful what you say here. I know. We're like, all of a sudden, we're going to have a, a therapy show, but we'll bring you in to be like, and the, you're, I'm hearing you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it is, it is sort of funny that just like, hey, maybe some relationships should just be condemned. Yeah. Maybe they just are beyond repair. <laughs> maybe there's no amount of, you know, William Morris wallpaper that you oh can slap up on this, on this relationship, you know? <laughs> no amount of white paint and texture will I save know. us. I don't know. White paint might save us. White paint might save but, us. It does, I, I do, maybe it does because I do think a lot of our spaces are a lot more relaxing and they're like, they, you, they, you feel like you're in a spa sometimes Ooh, when we're done. That's good. So maybe it does help them. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I do like, though, I'm not someone that likes watching um, Discord. I don't. And I know that's very big for docuseries and HGTV not so much. And I'm not asking you to comment on any other show. I'm just sharing that when Tark and Christina came back after they split up, I was it was uncomfortable for me to watch because it's like oh I don't want to watch people like kind of like snarl at each other that and so I said to someone that had worked you know that worked for one of the family of networks I was like did the show like tank after that because they weren't and they were like no it's people and I go people like really it. like I I, yeah. I I just like watching people get along yeah like see yeah you're rare I think I, I think so like when we watch but, when Lydia and I watch Naked and Afraid I hate I hate when people like go at each other it's like work together why are you watching that one have you ever watched it oh my god no. if you want to talk about like human dynamics people being thrust oh into crisis gosh. watching their true character be revealed it's fascinating and what a show like that even more so tells you is that. When you strip all the other stuff away, who are people and how do they succeed? And also, like, the most chest-beady, like, braggadocious, douchey guys always tap out before the 20... They spend 21 days naked and afraid. Are they not allowed to make clothes out of, like, leaves? They can make clothes out of leaves. They just can't bring them. They can only bring one item. And it's usually... I've never seen anyone make any clothes. They make clothes. They make shoes. They walk around the whole time. They make shoes. They'll make loincloths. They make... And I'm so confused. You find that the people who are sort of chill, the way that you're talking about, tend to do the best, uh, as yeah, opposed yeah. to the people who are trying to control yeah. everything. And so, I don't well, like it. When the people, ain't that life, though? It is, but it's very hard to remember that because it everything feels so like the stakes of everything in life feel so high. Yeah. And I feel like now more than ever, people are trying to control their own little bubble. Yeah, but you know, illusion. you gotta keep well, it loose. Death situations. Right. What? Yeah. Are you still talking about the show or life? You know they the could show. get they could get gored the by a, a like a wild boar or eaten or throat ripped out by a cheetah. I think they could get a splinter in their bum. I'm telling you, it, it, and but honestly, like that could fuck them up in a way that they would have to get pulled off the show if yeah. it gets infected. Get, I know oh, you don't okay. have time to watch TV. Give the show a chance. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. I'm definitely not watching that show. You too. It no, is either. fascinating. I it's but I actually that is why I like HGTV is the drama is so non. It's so minimal. Like when I was when I would watch Disney movies, I would fast forward through the scary part. 
Right. You know, like when the dad dies in Lion King. Like, okay, right. I know he dies. Let's just get on to Spoiler. the Spoiler. No, next. I'm kidding. Everyone knows <laughs> Let's get on to yeah. the next, the good song, you know? I just don't, I don't, I don't like it as entertainment. That's why HGTV was so fun. It's like the paint came wrong. The paint color came wrong. Right. The pipe. Right. Yeah. But it's all going to be fine. But it's all, in, in 20 minutes, it's fine. Luckily, no houses have collapsed yet. You know what I have to... Oh, God. <laughs> you know what I have to say, though, is my, you know, our producer, Mary Beth Anderson, who's so awesome, she said, she said, I like to think about, you know, in every hospital room in America, they're watching HGTV. Right. And she's like, they're, they're like, they just need an escape. They need something fun and easy. Yeah. And, you know, maybe a giggle along the way. And that's what we're providing. I think it's, I think it's healthy to watch people getting along because it also says, like, you know, at a time where people can be so polarized and, um, you know, this again, the stakes are so like, if you don't 100% agree with me, you're a piece of shit, you know, and now like watching, having people like watch people get along, I think is vital, you yeah. know, like yeah. teamwork, good. collaboration, yeah. it's good feelings, you know. Totally. And like, it doesn't have to be anxious. Not everything has to be angsty and stressful and oh no. And actually like, that's one of my favorite parts, like Mary Beth and Vince and Mike and Hannah, like we have, that's the that's people our that crew. our show. That's yeah. our crew. And Leanne and I, and then all like all our construction people, of yeah. course, and designing. And, but we have a good time. Yeah, we, we like have a fun them. time making the show. It's like, I like to go to work every day. Like if they're showing us joking on TV, we're not actually joking to each other. We're joking to like Vince behind the camera. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm not trying to make Steve laugh. I'm trying to make Vince laugh. Yeah. So, and then this season they showed us talking to the camera a lot, which was surprising because usually I think like all right if we're pointing if we're looking at the camera they're cutting it right and they didn't we're like okay noted <laughs> don't say anything you don't want on camera yeah. you know because now it's like all the fourth wall is down oh good well that's that's good it's though fun. because I think it also like t- television watchers are savvy now they know that there's yeah, a camera crew right. there they know there's a sound guy they know right. you know so why not kind of that to me is fun because it also just like you you're watching the process of the house, but you're also like watching the process of the process of the house. The process of the process. Yeah. I know. And then we all like, we have been this kind of ode to the 80s, 90s. I feel like, like all our jokes go back to like Pee Wee's Big Adventure or Three Amigos, yep. you know, or like we were just talking everything Bob Barker and The Price is Right. So. We are, uh, all these jokes we're doing that kind of go to that are staying in the show. I love all those references, and we are also, like, film memorabilia collectors, and I managed to acquire Steve Martin's Amigo pants. No. From Three Where Amigos. are they? They're at our house. No. And, yes, they fit me. Just, I'm sure that was the next question. <laughs> you anyway. acquired Steve Martin's Amigos A guy pants? knew that we collected, you know, like, like, film, like, props and stuff, and he was like, I have... I, he was He's like, I, you got me a sweater? <laughs> he, he, he managed to have Steve, Chevy Chase's and Steve Martin's pants. And I was like, well, I'll take Steve's. and uh, Chevy's no thanks. Well, I, I felt like I only needed one pair. <laughs> Maybe they'll fit me. You know? Wait, are the other ones available? No, the other ones got sold to like a bar. Who it was like a Three Amigos themed bar or something? And Where's so, that? Where I don't know actually. <laughs> we it, were on their soundstage today. Oh, what we think was their set. Great. And we were doing the the Amigos salute. The yeah. salute. Um, yeah, we just filmed it. Oh, yeah. that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sorry I don't have that here, and I'm trying to figure out the best way to present Stuff them. Do them. I? Do I <laughs> 
Like, how do you just show pants? The scarecrow. Do I put them in a big shadow box? Do I put them on a mannequin? Like, do I can't... you wear them? I mean, yeah. But, Out. Uh, you get a cardboard cutout and have the cardboard cutout. I just, right. I just wish I had more. I just wish I had the rest of the outfit. I just have the pants. I don't know where the ja- I don't know where anything else is, or the hat, or anything else. Yeah, where no, is be it? Searching for it. Who knows. We, we always, like, we know we like someone if we'll do a reference to Three Amigos and they'll get it. You know what know. I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, I'll, we'll be out on like, on set, and that, probably the first time it happened even on our show, we were saying something to each plethora. other, and then, like... Plethora. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, we're like, what do you say about plethora, Paige? See. <laughs> <laughs> like, we said something to each other, mm-hmm. kind of giggled, and then Vince, uh, our DP, he just finished the scene, and we're like... Oh, we knew we loved you. <laughs> we knew it. Yeah, so we have all the same humor. Like, we, you, when you grow up in the same house, you watch the same stuff. Yeah. You know? So that's kind of how we're simpatico ourselves, I think. Well, also, I think, you know, now that HGTV's been on for so long, I think they really are like, oh, we need to cultivate the personalities because it... Yeah. They're ready to rumble. Exactly. Yeah. And the more people watch your shows, the more they want to get to know you and the more they fall in love with you guys. And so, Let's hope so. Yeah. And so, because you really do become like, you know, like their pals, like their yes. friends. You're their yeah. guides in this in this world. And and, um, and so I think that's important. But it's, what was the, like, what's the sort of arc of the, the book? Was it your journey up to the show? Or yeah. Is it, yeah. Yeah. So we wrote this book. It's called Work in Progress because, you know, you're doing a memoir-ish in your, like, 30s, 40s. So it's, hopefully if all goes well, this is just the beginning of our story. Right. You know, but it's kind of, it's about how we um, got into HGTV, the story of that is there, but also just about, like, how our, our path of creativity has gotten us to where we are and not being afraid to fail. And we had this amazing childhood I think our parents always kind of inspired us to do whatever, try whatever, and we weren't afraid of messing up. Mm-hmm. You know, messing up is inevitable. It's just going to happen, and that's okay. So we talk about that because my biggest thing is how to kind of inspire people to live happier and easier and relax, you know, Re- it, enjoy it. That's really good advice, and it's simple advice, and it's advice that's easy to forget. Right. Because... I think especially as as we get older and you you know you want to sort of know where you're going mm-hmm. and so the idea of like oh cuz there's like three or four things that I want to do but I've I'm overthinking I go well oh, if I do this then and if that doesn't work then I've wasted all that time in that direction and then I don't know if I can backpedal yeah. and then I've wasted a bunch of time just even thinking about which it which is right. which is a waste of time to to say it's a waste of time right like it it didn't it got you where you are it doesn't the path is so messy and what if we just accept that and we're good with it yeah. right but i mean i you think you about can it easily it's like, talk yourself out of things yeah you know the more you think about it and the more you let like other people interject in what you want to do it's easy to get talked out of trying something or being who you want to be at the end of the day so it's like sometimes you just have to go for it yeah and it is uh you know it um uh, there's a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck that I've talked about a lot on the mm-hmm. podcast. And that's kind of the idea. It's like, well, things are messy. Mm-hmm. So if you accept that, yeah, then yeah. it's then you can't 
Isn't it like when you get hit by a car? If you know it's coming, you tense up and then it hurts more. And yeah, if, if you're you in a car, and if you tense, yeah, if, if you yeah. don't know it's coming, yeah. you like can relax. Then you're totally more. fine. You, you do a double out. flip, you <laughs> land on your feet, and you walk off like a cat. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like so that's about life. Just like don't yeah. tense up before you get hit by the car. So if you you're about will to get, get hit by the car, you know. So if this podcast is in your in your AirPods and you're crossing the street, not paying attention, <laughs> and you just, see a car coming, just go live. <laughs> just go live. Yeah. But look up. Yeah. I mean, the, disclaimer: Do not accept advice. This exactly. does not count as legal. Yeah, yeah. we are designers. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I mean that, that. I feel like like there's a chapter in the book that says ignore everyone, which is literally including us. Like you, everyone will give you advice on trends. Everybody will give you advice. Everyone will comment on social media. Ignore them, you know, and just do what feels right and good to you. And and it sounds so normal and people need to hear it over and over again yeah it's very important to me i feel like you know julia child didn't even know she could cook until she was 36 years old like Mm -hmm. van gogh didn't pick up a paintbrush till he's in his 20s robert frost didn't become uh like he it was his in his 80s that people started caring yeah frank lloyd wright falling water he was retired he came back from and again that's also like you know that's also about being like result oriented and trying to control the result of something. But it, what would you say to people who would go, okay, yes, that's all well and good. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know. I can't, I have no idea. Again, I think that's I either that, you know, but you just do stuff. Just, yeah, just do. I just do. <laughs> and then I just do my best at whatever it is that I'm doing. And hopefully it, so far it seems to be working for me. And it also evolves a lot, you know, like you, I was in fashion, which turned into fixing up a house, which turned into people called me and said, hey, will you design my house? So I called my friend Danny. I was like, how do I design a house? Like, how do I be an interior designer? You know, like, I just kind of, it, it always is this never-ending evolution. So what happens is we go to college and we're supposed to pick our major and that's supposed to be what we do. Right. I mean, I'm totally like preaching to the choir with you. You have 17 jobs that you do. You know, (laughs) like you do, you haven't chosen, you do them all. One of those, which by the way is my current life goal is to be a voiceover on a Lego movie. Oh my God, that's so funny that you know that. Oh my God, that's so funny that you know that. That's a life goal? It was pretty cool, I gotta be honest. (laughs) I gotta be pretty like As of like, when I watched that movie, I was like, this is the best Ever. It is pretty fun. Chris, well, now you know. That like, is help a brother spectacular. Out. <laughs> oh man, I looked up every one of those voices. I was like, I don't know who those people are. I mean, That's you know, funny. honestly, of all the people that they should let do a cameo in a Lego movie, it should be a builder. It should be a fucking builder. I hope they're listening right now. I mean, come on. Come on. Oh my gosh. It makes all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. Steve, the, the, what if that parlays you into your next career? Of what, like voiceover superstar. Yeah, yeah well, Steve was an extra in Dreamgirls. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Yeah. Steve has many. I, was, also I, did, I had a little background thing I did for a few weeks when I was living in LA framing houses and background acting. <laughs> oh, that's really There's cool. There's actually a whole, his whole... A, a plethora of shows and movies. <laughs> of course, a plethora. Your whole, his whole face was on Dreamgirls. It was just his face. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. For about a half a second, but we were like, we were clapping, we were cheering. You have to watch almost the entire movie to like catch a five it. Hour. It's like the last 20 minutes of the movie. <laughs> He's right there. They pan on my face. So now, but, but, so when you do appearances at places or if you do talk shows or whatever, it should say, 
you know, Steve Ford, we're sorry about the Fords, comma, dream girls. Like, that should, that has to be in your credit now. There's... Yeah, the best one was when you were in Mysteries of Pittsburgh, and there's, like, a scene there in a club, and Steve's 6'5", right? So... Steve, they, the scene goes and like the lady's talking. It's uh, Sienna Miller, right? Mm-hmm. And Steve's just bopping behind her. Like, oh, next shot, he's over here jumping. Next shot, he's over There's here. There's a mosh pit. I actually stepped on her foot. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Steve made she sure was to be really moshing. with me. He made sure to be moshing directly behind yeah, Sienna. I stepped on poor little Sienna. That'd foot. be really funny. So if she watches your show and just gets this uneasy feeling and yes. doesn't understand why, I like that guy. Oh yeah, that's right. He almost almost totally broke my foot. But it's fine that you were able to come on and make peace and like you know and uh, and be able to address this finally after all these years. But but this idea of like moving with life is it's it it is a time tested you know like all of the best philosophies and spiritual like they all say the same thing. But god damn it, it's so hard to do it sometimes. Well, and know that you're going to fail. You know, and I think. Why is failure such a like a dirty word to people? I don't understand why we are so bent on I can't fail. Because I always, like my favorite quote is Einstein. And he said, the fear of failure kills creativity. Mm-hmm. And I always try to tell people that because you look at it. You're you're not going to be a creative being without trying things. You know, like you can only get as far as somebody else has tried so if you want to keep moving forward and pushing it, for us it's in design, you know. If you want to try new things, you have to be down to mess up. Right. And, like, you make yourself nervous. I mean, I'd say I have never – we've never done a project where there wasn't a point when I was like, oh, no, what should we do? <laughs> you know, the light comes and it's so massive. I'm like, oh, we ordered the wrong. And then we put it up and I'm like, it's perfect. Yeah. I can't believe we're ripping this wall out. We're so, you know, and those always turn out to be the best things. Yeah, but it's also, you know, it's if you end the story at the failure part, then that was that story. But if you're able to move totally. the end of the story farther, it's like, totally. well, that was just a part okay, of the, the gateway to the, next the path. Yeah, 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 exactly. It really was a tool. It opened the door to, you know, what you are meant to be doing. Well, you it sounds like you have the right mindset. You have the best, healthiest mindset for the entertainment business because it can it's very alluring. It very much, you know, like feeds ego and all of the bad parts of the yeah. brain and the bad parts of humanity. The wanting more, the being defined by what you do and not who you are, like all that shit. And so being able to like, well, you know, if we didn't do this anymore, we'd still be fine. Like that is the best, healthiest place to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to end. We're not going to be on TV forever. You know, we're, I told him, I was like, I was an interior design before this show and I will be after, you know, until I become a songwriter. But you know, like, <laughs> I, it's like, you're, we're just enjoying it as it comes. And I think it's been this incredible uh, tool and helped us talk to more people. And I love that it inspires people, but it's, I'm sure it's temporary, you know, and that's good. That's okay. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. Well, yeah, of course. And, and again, we... The nature of life is temporary. Yeah. And they, they're even like, you know, there's research now that suggests like, oh, our brains have a protective, 
coding in them that keeps us from thinking too much about our own death, which of course is imminent. Right. That we that we are we shield ourselves where it's like it happens to other people and there's still a little part of our brain that's like oh but that's other people and it's like everything we do is temper like it's yeah. all temporary right which is you know? actually it sounds morbid but it's very freeing of course it is you know it's actually a great way to think is kind of the whole keep it loose right it is it is if you kind of relax and enjoy it as it comes it makes things much happier yeah because it's you know obviously. Good things and bad things are going to happen. You yep. know, like everyone's going to get bad news at some point in their life. And so if you, and I say, I'm not saying I'm good at this, <clears throat> but if you can either stress about it the whole time and you'll still get the bad news. Yeah. Or you can not, not and, yeah. you know, well, and then you, not be miserable for that length of well, time. Well, I mean, to, we're only going to die one way. Right. But if you're worried about all the ways you're going to die, you're going to die a hundred ways. Yeah, exactly. You know, like we're very creative beings in that way too <laughs> like, we're, like sometimes you know your brain can get too creative and you think of all these things but you don't have to worry about those that's so funny because it's making me think that you know i'm sure there are people who are like uh hypochondriacs which you know maybe it's points in my life i'm you know but it's if someone's like i don't know i'm not creative um but i have this weird mole and yeah. it could be this this is yeah. it's like no you're a great storyteller <laughs> you're a genius you're just telling yourself bad stories oh my gosh totally <laughs> yeah so what if you just turn it to a good story yeah you know, it's like all right think of all the good things that could happen to you right people don't think they're gonna win the lottery but they do think they're gonna be in a plane crash well yes because it you know, again, I think part of that is that it's a survival, like it's that sort of amygdala survival thing where it's, if I, if I picture the worst case scenario, I am preparing for it, which of course is not, I mean, it's not yeah. entirely, you can't really, so much you can only prepare for. So we don't prepare ourselves for good scenarios because in our minds it's like, oh, well, that'll just be, then everything will be easy and fun. True. But the truth is, like you're sort of, we were talking about in the beginning, when good things happen, like you get a show, yeah, there, there is a lot of there are a lot of things that are just like we're just cruising now, you know, right? Like, yeah, it's just another, yeah, it's just another can of worms. Yeah, it really is, and it's a really lovely, lucky can of worms that we're having and we're mm. in. But like, it's still a job, you know. Oh, at the yeah. end of the day, we're still working. Yeah, it's, like, but also find a job you like, and then it's. A little I would bit rather won the lottery, personally. <laughs> Actually, I have my favorite mug, which I like. I don't like junk, and I have my one junk mug that says, "I'm only here till I win the lottery." <laughs> <laughs> but then you still have to do something. Every time I like drink it, I'm like, "It's so true." So, I'm only here till I win the lottery. Yeah, but no, but lottery winners aren't even like. I know they get super messed up because it just totally. That's the thing, though. I would still do similar things to what I do now if I won the lottery. But I would just do them in a more casual way. <laughs> I don't and think I, if you could get more and casual, I, and Steve. I would, I would sleep a lot more. And that's so funny. I like that there's, like, out there, there's a casual Steve. There yeah, is. like, he's lounging right now. He's like, I would do them in a more casual way. He's got one hand, way. like, just one hand in a pocket. You know, <laughs> like a hammer, maybe. He takes out a cigar. Yeah. Minutes, so, yeah. Casual. Steve's next book is called Casual Way. <laughs> yeah, the, ca- the, ca- the casual, casual ways are The casual funny. way. 
<laughs> think casual Steve. Just think about casual Steve. Yeah, we take naps every you know, three hours. <laughs> You're like, we get here, we're good. We're good. We're good. good. Yeah, we'll get this later. Oh my gosh. You're sleeping on a, a bean bag of $100 bills. It's funny, sleeping is the most important thing to the Ford family. I'm realizing that's like our common theme to life. We love sleep. Oh, you're if so you, lucky. I wish I could you sleep more. Sleep, everything else is better. That you're absolutely right. And I everything. but I can't sleep more than like three or four hours at a time. What? Really? Oh yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. I know. So you have to think the rest of that time? Motherfucker. That's the worst. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of thinking. Yeah, every time my eyes pop open, it's some usually sometime between two forty five and four in the morning. No. And I wake up and I, I go, Don't look at the clock. You know what time it's gonna be and I see like three twelve, like <laughs> you know, and then you're just up. And you get up. And then what? And then you, and then <laughs> I have, you do all this stuff that you've been doing. I know, then no you have 17 careers. This is why. <laughs> all right. I get up and I go, in the, I go in the guest room because I fidget too much and Lydia's a light sleeper. So I go in the guest room. I, I'll put on like a Twilight Zone. I'll just kind of sit there. Which helps you sleep less. It does. No, it helps you sleep. Right. You know, because I watched it when I was a kid. Oh, man. So it just like... it like, creepy. It, yeah. It's do you remember the one where he could up. only move his, his pinky? Uh, the Twilight Zone? No. Which episode what? of The Twilight Zone is that? He can only move his pinky? Twilight Zone. He they thought he was dead. <laughs> he could only move his pinky. Oh, God. That's a nightmare. That is that is lit, that is a nightmare. I'm getting disturbed thinking about it. <laughs> Wait, The Twilight Zone. Yeah. I got to look that up. I feel like I've seen every episode of The Twilight Zone, and I don't remember one where he can only move his pinky. But what were the other Alfred Hitchcock? There was Alfred Hitchcock Presents. There was Outer Limits. There was Rod Serling did Night Gallery in the seventies. Whichever one it is, I'm still disturbed by it. It's very, it is very, very, very. <laughs> Just very, Google very, can't move. Can't move. Pink, only can pink. only move pinky. Well, its own Outer Limits. If you ever go into a coma, Leanne, I'll check your pinky. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Just wait a minute. I'm like, I'm right here. She passed the pinky she's, test. She's still bossing us around with her pinky. I'm like, I'm like move that light. I'm like, dim the light. So yours is casual, Steve, and your book is Boss Pinky. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Saturday Night Live skit. <laughs> They're like, don't look at her pinky. Oh my god, they they would build an eight minute sketch around, around that. It's like it's one, like a reference to Boss Baby. What exactly? <laughs> Alec Baldwin's got the voice of the pinky. Oh, oh my gosh, really? we have so many. I always write them down. It's so many Saturday Night Live ideas from uh, HGTV, like from our show. Oh gosh, I'm like, there's so much good content. It's so weird. You should just do a side. You should just do a sketch show on the side. You know? Why not? I know. Add it to our list. Mm-hmm. Add it to the list of stuff you're going to do. We're like, we need you. We'll do it. Oh, my God. Anytime, you know, I, I, I first of all, I was a fan of your show. Now I'm a fan of you as people. So <laughs> you like more? You like us more or less after this? I'm, way more. <laughs> Because, I mean, I got a sense of you on the show, and I always felt like, oh, they seem really cool. You never know, you know, like, yeah. television it can be very crafted. But, mm-hmm. you know, my other the other people I know, like, I um, I love Drew and Jonathan. They are yeah. legitimately sweethearts. But, you know, like, there, you know, any docuseries on television, you still never know. It's yeah. still, like, a crafted, you know, thing. But... But you are, like, exponentially cooler than I even thought you were. Oh, thank you. So I just appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate what you do, and I appreciate your philosophy, and I hope people get the book. And, um, you know, I look forward to the next. So when, when are, are there new episodes soon of the show? TB, uh, TBD. TBD, but. Are we allowed to talk about it? 
I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it, but we're around. I'll say that. Okay, good, good, good. And you're doing this show about the <laughs> yeah, the rock the blocks out right now. So, and that's been pretty fun. And mm-hmm. we did the Brady, and Bunch, the Brady Bunch thing. House. Yeah, you did the Brady Bunch House thing too, and that was incredible. So, all kinds of stuff. Ah, we're fantastic. not going anywhere yet. Good, good, good. And then any sort of parting words of. Uh, like what do you what what else, what are you excited about in your own lives? You you're you're building furniture. You're re- restoring motorcycles. Is that like yeah, kind personal of, projects? Personal projects. Trying to get some personal projects done. Yeah, a little me time right now. Yeah. What about you? I love me time. Um, I got stuff going on which I am so excited to talk about, but I can't yet. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. I'll call you back. I'll call okay. you. <laughs> yeah. Give you a month or two. But also, you know, like it's. Uh, I'm sure having a having a baby has probably been uh, the best. The best thing. The best. She's so chill. That's good. She's such an easy baby. Well, she's chill because you're chill. I I'm so glad because we just we just hang around and smile at each other, giggle. I gotta get more chill before we have kids. Yes, you do. <laughs> they 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 read off your energy. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, of course. They just like Is a sponge. Lydia chill. She's chill. Then you're good. Yeah, Lydia's Lydia's totally chill, but it's also, uh, you know, just not being so like, oh, they fell down. Is is the baby okay? You know, what I learned honestly, probably years ago, before babies were even in my realm, my friend was like, I don't know why my baby whines all the time. (laughs) And I remember looking at her like, I do. <laughs> it was the best parenting lesson I've ever seen. Like, my baby's so stressed, and I, and I loved it. I was like, "All right, noted." And it was the mo- it was the best advice did anyone never gave me. Pointed out, or did you? I, li- I giggled. You just giggled. I like literally laughed, and then she and she's like, "Oh." <laughs> I didn't even have to say anything. She's like, oh my gosh, you're right. Why does my baby check every mole on its body and think it needs to go to the emergency room? I don't know. Kids are weird. I don't know where they get this stuff from. Is something wrong with me? This kid's like, there's something wrong with me. Yeah, like when little Ever falls, she'll hit her head and she'll look at me and I'm like, whoa, you're so good. She's like, I'm so good. Oh, that's great. (laughs) You know, as opposed to like, oh no. Yeah, because if you do that, then they get conditioned to... Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I get attention. Yeah. This is how I'm supposed to... Yeah, it's funny. We're we're all a little, like, mind games. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Uh, Congratulations on the book. And uh, anytime you want to come back. Yeah, we want to come back. Please. (laughs) Tomorrow? (laughs) Please come back tomorrow. Well, the danger is... I just want to bore the shit out of like just talking to you about all the renovation stuff that we're doing. And no, the, we can do. What it. do you want to talk about? We just let's, need. Let's we talk about need you. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! No one's ever. <laughs> this is unprecedented. I don't know. So they're like, all right, second hour. Second hour. Of the show. <laughs> we're talk about How the, do you feel? We're going to talk about moldings, and <laughs> moldings, babies, and crying yeah. in your renovation. Well, yeah, because that's the thing is that like when we first started doing this house, I. I we started doing some stuff, and then and then after a while, I was like, no, because we I didn't want to. I would I thought it would be too much to go through and strip off all the paint for like there were just thick layers of paint on all the wood. I'm like, well, just faux wood, uh, and then afterwards, like, just I know, just scrape it off. I know, yeah. just I know. But you got to learn the hard way a lot of times. Like we, Steve's like that. He's so good about like let's do it the right way now. And I'm like, but let's try a solution, you know. But most of the time, 
Okay, not most time. Some of the time, my, my hearing is right. Yeah, but so <laughs> I'm glad you talked over when I said my solution was dumb. So that's good. He heard you. He said, I was just, I was like, just taking it. I'm like, you can't. You start. You started talking too early. You missed my second compliment. Uh, but you can't. But sometimes you just don't know until you see it. And I guess yeah. when you are an experienced designer, as you are, you get better at kind of going like, I feel like I know how this is gonna. So maybe let's yeah. take. But you also like have done it a version of it in yeah. a different. House. I'm like so, I've done this like ten times already. I know it's not going to work. Yeah, right. Well, but then it works, so that's it. So you just going to be learning about that after the tenth time. Like I always like Steve's the MacGyver of uh, Steve's the MacGyver of design, like construction. Oh, good. Anytime I say, "Can we do this?" He says no. Like he gets, re- he's really adamantly says no, and it makes me mad and sad and all you know all emotion but then i know the next day he'll come in and i'll be like okay so this is how we're there gonna do is it. A, there's a lot of times like every like, day on board every time. yes 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 it's a, mm. once in a while you get the a no mm. but then you get yes the next day because mm. you're you there's not a lot of times you say yes yes you said you mainly say no into yes you're able to sort of craft it i, take I just a have to note. wait i just yeah. have to wait Yep. Which is like, ain't that, that's like the way that like, he needs to come up with it on his own. Yeah, you're right, Leanne. <laughs> See, it's working right now. <laughs> we have had a plethora of fun times. <laughs> We're like, the psychology going on here is, uh, there's a plethora of psychology. What we have to do is next year we come on, we have to rehearse and sing My Little Buttercup. Has the sweetest smile. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Dear little buttercup, won't you stay a while? A while, a while. <laughs> Come with me where moonbeams paint the sky, and you and I might linger in the sweet by, by and by. So, dear little buttercup, with your eyes so blue. Sweet. Little buttercup. You're a dream come true. This is like right now they're dancing in the saloon, right? (laughs) My little buttercup. I love you. That's gonna be for the outtakes. That's gonna that's the no better way to end the podcast. Don't make people listen to that. That is definitely staying in one hundred percent. The end. Normally, if someone's like, ah, you know, I, I lost my train of thought. Can you take that out? I'm not sure. This is 100% Wait, I lost in. my train of thought there. No, well, we'll find it for you. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that was amazing. To Ned. To Good night, Ned. Ned Niederlander. Good night, Ned. That's our end. ID 10 T scanning complete. Enjoy your burrito. It's all a lighthearted nightmare on our podcast, Morbid. We're your hosts. I'm Alina Urquhart. And I'm Ash Kelly. And our show is part true crime, part spooky, and part comedy. The stories we cover are well-researched. He claimed and confessed to officially killing up to 28 people. With a touch of humor. I'd just like sure. to go ahead and say that if there's no band called Malevolent Deity, that is pretty great. A dash of sarcasm and just garnished a bit with a little bit of cursing. This motherfucker 
lied. Like a liar. Like a liar. And if you're a weirdo like us and love to cozy up to a creepy tale of the paranormal, or you love to hop in the Wayback Machine and dissect the details of some of history's most notorious crimes, you should tune in to our podcast, Morbid. Follow Morbid on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to episodes early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.